Welcome back to the Pencil Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Jess. And we're having an argument over over something. We're arguing about Adam not being able to figure out a way to edit off the beginning part of a podcast because I was talking when he hit record. Which is wild because it's literally the easiest thing you can do to edit a podcast. It's just trim the beginning. It's so easy. Okay, well, all scrutiny aside, it's been... Eternity since our last podcast, I believe. Yes, at the, calendar. the last time when Adam said, "Hey, since we're both in the same city, we'll record more podcasts than once a month." That was in May. It is July. Yep. So uh, things have been a little busy. Yeah. We'll do. Let's do the catch-up portion, and then we'll get to the to the yep. topic of the day. I think the first thing we should say is today is July Fourth. We're recording. It is July Fourth. It's America Day. Not America Day. It's America Day. America. Uh, home of the hot dogs and... And, and diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> also home of the brave and land of the free, I guess. Uh, uh, depending on... And expensive health care. Yeah. Depending on your definition of freedom. If your definition of freedom is cheap health care, uh, then no, we are not home of the free. Or, or land of the know, free. We should take a moment to recognize that you know, a few hundred years ago, a few rebellious souls in New England decided they were tired of being taxed and subjected to the tyranny of a imperialistic government thousands of miles away. So they created their own imperialistic <laughs> government that would tax people that were thousands of miles away. So, I mean, at, you, you know, hey, here we are. It's America. It's- Tell us all this time. <laughs> Song is all his rhyme. So in the past... Uh, oppressed becomes oppressor. That, I mean, that's really the, the circle of, of the oppressive life of government and yeah. whatever. Which is why I don't think government should exist in any form or fashion. But we'll have a discussion On some a other day. Podcast. Yeah. We'll do that for Arbor Day. Wait, Arbor Day is in April, isn't it? We'll do that for... Uh, for Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day, the day that uh, we don't know what it means, apparently, because we never. everybody has to work on Labor Day. Yeah. Anyway, so what, what, what have we been up to since our last, our last thing? Well, it's summertime. We've done a lot of traveling, actually. That's, we have done a lot of that, traveling. That's been one of the things is we have been uh, globetrotting, except... I mean, it's globe trotting if you go anywhere because we're trotting on a globe, but it's not like we weren't going super far away. But within the artificial boundaries of our own country, though. Yeah. Not outside of the artificial boundaries of our own country. No. Yeah. Well, for if you went to the uh, toward the ocean, like I think at one time you were near an ocean, right? I was. So that wouldn't be artificial boundaries. That would be a natural boundary. Well, yes, but I mean, we, I didn't leave the bound the artificial oh. boundaries of, of my own okay. country. You're saying okay, so you're saying, but I yeah. also say like there is a natural boundary. Uh, most of the U.S. has a natural boundary to it. I mean, if I got into the water, I'd have been crossing the natural boundary, right? Technically, so yeah. So. <laughs> did you get into I the water? I did not get in the water. So you did not cross oh, the natural boundaries just, or the artificial boundaries. Yeah, either one. Neither did I, even though I did get, eh, I didn't get that close to a, to an artificial boundary. But I did get closer than I currently am. Fair. Let's this see a little a more cryptic about. <laughs> I went up north. He went out east. That yes. there. Anyway. 
Uh, so let's see, they've been traveling. Uh, yeah. I've been kind of getting settled in back in Nashville with my new position and I've been doing a lot of work. Went to, you know, going to concerts, right? Yep. He, he lives in a cave now. We're recording live from the cave. Yeah, less echoey though, because I, I put carpet in a cave. Yeah. So. And it's interesting because this is the one part of Nashville that doesn't currently have black bears. What? Have you not heard about the black bear or black bears that have been wild loose in middle of Tennessee? Enlighten me. There have been some bears that have been like in South Nashville uh, toward Murfreesboro, just in people's backyards, going across streets. I mean, where, where are they supposed to go? We're building, you know, we're tearing down all the forests. But black bears aren't native to middle Tennessee. Well, where are they coming from? Don't know. <laughs> Well, they that's just bizarre. Do, yeah. Maybe they got pushed out of whatever other suburban. Black bears are not native to anywhere near Middle Tennessee. They had to be pushed for a very long way. Well, let's let's do some research real quick. Okay, Adam's researching right. the black bears and probably going to prove how wrong I'm. Where are change. black bears native to? I'm asking Siri. If it says North America, that's not going to be helpful. What did Siri say? Here's what I found. Okay, what did you find? Black bears. All right, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking Baby's it up. Baby's black balloon lets her fly. Not all black bears are black. Okay, range. Uh, the the American black bear's range covers most of the North American continent. They are found in Alaska, much of Canada, and the contiguous United States, and extend as far south as northern Mexico. Because of their versatile diet, black bears can live in a variety of habitat types. Okay. They inhabit both coniferous and deciduous forests as well as open alpine habits i had a hard time pronouncing those words but i knew i do not remember <laughs> i don't remember studying the, this in school and i don't remember what a coniferous and uh, deciduous uh well yeah. according to the, to the thing coniferous means uh a group of cone bearing seed plants a subset of the gymnosperms significant uh scientifically they make up uh, the division, okay, I have no idea. Yeah, gymnosperms, as in from the Greek word gymno, which means naked. Sure. Naked sperm. They typically, they typically don't occur on the, all right, so black bears typically don't occur on the Great Plains or other wide open areas, except along river courses where there is riparian vegetation and Okay, trees. so basically saying we don't have to keep going on this because this is kind of but, more. But there are plenty of rivers in and streams and okay. stuff in Middle Tennessee, so who's to say? I, yeah, I guess they could be here, and maybe at one time they were native here, but they I haven't heard of any black bears, or bears in general, living in Middle Tennessee. Well, ever. they're here now. They're so, our new uh, neighbors. Get used to it. I hope they don't... Maybe the fucking Californians brought them with them. <laughs> when the, they the, bears, the bears are going to be like living they're, in... They're in the way in the, in the U-Hauls. <laughs> on the back, holding on. This was a bad idea. Wait, where are we going? That's that's my theory. Uh, I'm like going with that. Paddington 3. <laughs> Paddington takes America. Is Paddington a black bear? I don't know. I don't know. It's from uh, Paddington's from like Chile. I don't. You, I'm not sure whether the. You're yeah. not sure where Chile is. I know where Chile is. I've been there. I just don't know about Paddington. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. I don't know where Paddington's from. But you do know where Chile is. Yes. It's on the map, right there. Adam so, is pointing, doing a visual reference in a podcast. Uh, he's pointing to a map of the world, 
And yes. there's Chile right there. That's that correct. That long strip of down. nothingness. Nothingness. I mean, there are people there, I guess, probably. I assume. Otherwise, it's really weird that there's a country that exists with absolutely no people in it. Yeah. It so. feels post-apocalyptic. Have you ever been to Africa? I assume there's certain parts of Africa that are... Pretty desolate? Yeah. Yeah. Same that. as parts of the U.S. that are probably pretty desolate. Oh, yeah. Like the entire... Most of the West is pretty desolate. Yeah. And it's going to become more, even more desolate as, you know, things get hotter. It's going to become even more unbearable to live out that direction. It's going to be great. Uh, interesting fact. One time, I actually thought, like, what would it be like to live out West? I kind of thought about it. Like, I wanted to... Like New Mexico or... Yeah, like New Mexico. I thought that would be a cool place to live. And then I was, like, looking up at stuff on it. I was like, oh, this is a bad place to live. Do not live on the other side of the Mississippi. Just don't do it. I mean, there are some good places. Oklahoma is okay. Kansas okay, yeah. I, Mississippi was an arbitrary boundary. I know it's more past the... Pl- it's... After the... Well... Is it past the plains or is it past the It's Rockies? just the desert. You just don't want to go to the desert. Yeah. Well, where, where's... The, how far is the desert going to start reaching? I mean, fair. It might expand. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the desert expands into, like, Oklahoma and Nebraska and all that, we have some big yeah. problems. As we, as we drain up all the rivers yeah. and... Uh, Anyway, not to get too... Uh, now let's talk about positive things. Let's talk about music. Like, which thing do you want to start with? Do you want to start with... I went to the Matchbox 20 concert last night. Adam went to a Matchbox 20 concert. That, that's correct. This was number five concert for you of seeing Matchbox I've seen, 20? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think, I think it was the best they've been, to be honest. This is your third time seeing them in Bridgestone Arena. Yeah, it is. That's right. But, uh, yeah, they were pretty good. They played a lot of their new songs. And then uh, the, the classics. They basically ran through the the, um, the Exile on Mainstream like playlist, more or less. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a very With, simple uh, one. And then throw in a couple songs from North and uh, a couple of new songs. And then that's your set list right there. Uh, we, last time I saw him, I saw, uh, we saw him together at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. Yeah. It was 2017. I think August 2017, actually. Yeah. Uh, they played some old songs. They played, like, Hang from the, their debut album. See, we didn't get any of the, any of the deep cuts. We yeah. got Long Day, uh, Push, 3AM, of course, Real World, Back to Good. Yeah, all the... And that was it from Yourself or Someone Like You. Yeah, I feel like when you're promoting, like in 2017, they were not promoting a new album, so. That's true, they had a little more flexibility to do that. Yeah, but now well, they had to pad their set list with new songs, so, yeah. So this time the they're deep promoting. Cuts were, yeah, there were yeah. no deep cuts. It was all the singles and then the new stuff. The new stuff. The reason people got into you and the reason why you want them to continue to be into you. Well, they did do Parade. Oh, cool. Which that's is an interesting, that's... yeah, it was a bit out there. Yeah. So Parade's from North. For yeah. reason, was Parade wasn't a single, was it? Huh. So I think it was the only non-single they did. Interesting. All Your Reasons, they did that one from Exile. I forgot that was a single. Yeah. And then... Uh, Favorite... They blazed through Real World. They were like... <laughs> so they opened with uh, with Friends from the new album. And then they Friends. Went, how many of us have them? They, Sorry. <laughs> they opened with Friends. This is the song. Anyway. It's not that. Yeah, we know. I know. I know. Yeah, anyway. we're going into... It's not Houdini. Um, and then 
the second song they played was Real World, and they were just like, let's just get this thing over with. <laughs> like, they just blazed through it, and yes. they went straight into uh, uh, Wild Dogs. If you're not a Matchbox 20 fan, you may not, or if you're if you're not into hearing them talk about it, you may not know, but Rob Thomas does not like Real World. Yeah, they don't like playing Real World. <laughs> they do not like that song, or he does not like that song. I haven't heard anybody else say their views yeah, on Real World. That's true. They just, they just... It's, He's it's fan service. Yeah, he says he he'll play it because people love it, but he does not like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they blaze through Real World, then they went to Wild Dogs, and then a lot of the upbeat songs. All I need, they played All I Need, which was not a single. From what was that from? Was that from Bad Season or was that from More Than You Think You Are? I forget. I feel like it's More Than You Think You Are. I think so too. I could look it up, but I'm just yeah. It, we're too late. It's one of those two, you know. It's it's from one of their previous albums. They yeah. only have four. Four and a half? Four and two EPs, I guess. Well, yeah, roughly. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how you count. Like, I feel like Exile Mainstream is an EP and a Greatest Hits That's put exactly together. what it is, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, they do have an EP called EP. Yeah, which only has, like, two original songs on it. Yeah. It's got Suffer Me and... Is there another original? I think that might be the only original on there. The rest are live out, live songs. I feel like we should look this up. I remember buying the EP, EP. I have the EP, EP. I have it somewhere. Yeah, it's in my storage unit. With oh, my other, shoot. I am. everything else I have. accidentally just pulled on my, this, so I hope y'all didn't hear a bunch of feedback. Um, Matchbox 20 EP? Yeah, I was like, what am I looking up? <laughs> yeah. So how was, how was it overall? You said it was the best they've been? It was the best Matchbox 20 has been. Uh, Matt Nathanson was the opener. I, I was expecting that it was going to be Matt, Mathen, Matt Nathanson and Ben Rector opening, but it was only Matt Nathanson. And he uh, was decent. You know, a bit cocky, but decent, I suppose. First time I've ever seen him live. And, uh, yeah, what do you got? All I Need was actually a single from uh, More Than You Think You Are. Was it? Yeah, it was released on the same day Downfall was released, February 9th, 2004. I don't know if they did a music video for it, though. Hmm. It's weird. I don't remember that either. Well, there you go. Yeah, now we now you know. And they played the song Mad Season, which was not... Wow, I've never heard... I don't know if I've ever heard them play the song. That was Mad not Season. a single. Mad Season was a single. They have a music video for it. Was it? Yep. Jeez, my knowledge of Mad Fox It was number 48 on the charts, <laughs> uh, the U.S. charts. Like, it was not just a single. It was a pretty popular they, yeah, single. Yeah, they did do all the singles. They just did, yeah. Let's see. Is there a single that, that, like, it charted higher than Wild Dogs charted. It charted higher than These Hard Times. It charted higher than um, Real World, 3 a.m. or Push. Really? Well, there's reason for that. Um, this was back in the day in the 90s. There were two categories. There's the Billboard Hot 100 and the Hot 100 Airplay. And right. they were two different things. Yeah. So those songs were in the Airplay, but they weren't in the technical Hot 100, which makes things rough when you're talking about like a hit versus not a hit. And it just gets confusing because Billboard is... Well, Billboard's always been a little biased toward, you know, whoever pays them the most i guess Uh, i'm not really sure how billboard does their charting but there's always been some it's complex especially in the 90s is where there are these two charts that were basically the same chart but not the same chart yeah if you'd like to hear more about this look up the documentary 
What documentary is it? Is uh, I, I don't know if there is a documentary. I was just, just going to make something up. We'll make the documentary at some point. We should make a documentary. Uh, anyway, so there's a whole slew of concerts coming up. But we have some concert things we wanted to talk about. Yes. Right? So we, Adam and I just got back from lunch. Um, and we were discussing concerts and concerts we want to see. Because a lot of bands are, reco- are playing this year, which is really nice. A lot of people just put out albums. Uh, probably post-pandemic albums they created, you know, they worked on in 2021-2022 uh, and now they're putting out in 2023, going on tour in 2023, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So here's the question to you, dear audience member who lives in North Carolina. Greg. Greg? Is his name Greg? Uh, who do we say? What was, was the it name? George? George. George was the name. Because, like, I don't normally say... Greg's not a name. We haven't even listened to our own podcast in a couple... <laughs> it's been a long time. I don't know the last time I listened to our own podcast. Well, we have been busy. We have. I have been doing all the busy things, such as playing Tears of the Kingdom over and over again. I have, like, That's almost important. 100 hours into that game. Uh, and some of the videos that we recorded, so... In my defense, we've had some storms that have caused some power outages yeah. around here. Uh, I was editing the video and then the power went out and I was like, crap. So there are some upcoming concerts that I'm interested in, but, uh, so do you want to run through them real quick? Uh, Is that what we're going to do on this podcast? I'm just very excited about Nashville concerts, right? Okay. We're going to listen to Adam running through Nashville concerts. These are all the bands that one of us or both of us are interested in going to go see this year. First aid kit, house of heroes, Emory, Maggie Rogers, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown, Manchester Orchestra and Jimmy Eat World, Testify, Three Doors Down, All American Rejects and Newfound Glory, Cypress Hill with Nashville Symphony, which should be very interesting, Tenacious D, American Football, Boys Like Girls, Wu Tang Clan and Nas, Everclear and the Ataris, Death Grips, You Me at Six, uh, Switchfoot, National Parks, May, The Wonder Years, Al City, Sunny Day Real Estate, The Band Camino, Andrew McMahon, is that how you say his name in the wilderness? Andrew McMahon, I don't know. Need to Breathe with Judah and the Lion, right? I believe so. Silverstein and The Balancing Souls. Those are all the, the, the Nashville concerts coming up that we're like a bit interested in. I don't know if we'll go to all or any of them, but uh, I was really surprised to come back and to see how robust the Nashville music scene has gotten since I left. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, I mean, the Nashville music scene's always been there. It's just. Yeah, but these are bands that I like now. Oh, yeah. The, the, we Adam and I were discussing, we realized that we do tend to like very different, and you can hear in our top countdown, like the top songs. Uh, where we have very different tastes, and occasionally they cross over. Yeah. Uh, like with uh, K. Flay, randomly one song last year or two years ago. Yeah, with the Arkells, Yeah. Uh, and then of course we both like Matchbox Twenty. Uh, so. That Matt and Kim song. <coughs> that Matt and Kim song. Yeah, with K. Flay. Remember? I was thinking the Arkells. But... Well, then there was the other one. Oh, there was another Matt one. Matt and Kim. Because oh, I don't yeah. like Matt and Kim, and you do. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been years. Yeah, I know. Uh, I do like Matt and Kim. 
That's one of my favorite concert experiences. And I don't like them. Well, we'll get into that here in a moment. I think we're going to talk about our favorite concert experiences. Okay. Because I want to talk about the two greatest things I've ever seen at a concert. Go ahead. But uh, I was just going to say, we have very different tastes in music, but occasionally it comes together. And it comes together weirdly because it's not always genres. Like, we, we like certain artists from certain genres and not necessarily the rest of that genre. Like, pop punk is not my favorite genre, but we both really like Reliant K. Sure. Uh, Americana is not your favorite genre, but we both like Need to Breathe. Yeah. Uh, so there's these, like, crossovers that happen. And Adam really likes pop punk, and I really like Americana. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, like, pop, alt-pop, or whatever Matchbox 20 is considered. Pop rock? Pop rock. I guess. It sounds, it sounds like something you'd eat. Alternative. I always consider like alternative rock, yeah. post grunge kind of band, because <clears throat> they started out like being post grunge, yes. like along the same lines as like I don't know, like the Wallflowers or Foo yeah. Fighters or. That was yeah. I mean, the thing is like, this is the thing that when people talk about Matchbox Twenty, and you can tell if they've listened to Matchbox Twenty in a while, when they say this is like I liked Matchbox Twenty when I was a teenager, but then I grew up. Because their their angstiness that they had in yourself or someone like you or even Mad Season, it was very angsty. Yeah. And I'm like, North is not an angsty album. No. Uh, I have and not nor listened, is the new one. Yeah, I've not really not listened either. to the new one that much, but it does not sound angsty at all from what I've heard. No. Like, they've, they've grown up too. They're no longer, yeah. you know. That, per- that person. Well, it's the same thing with Blink. Yeah, they, they're not those same bands anymore, and we wouldn't necessarily want them to be. I think people are like, I want you to play your old stuff, but it's like, that was a time. That was the yeah. 90s, the late 90s, yeah. when, when these bands were getting famous or early aughts. Like, that was, a, that was a mood then, and the mood is gone. But see, that's the good thing about these bands, is that, like, if you f- follow them, like I've followed, or like for Blink, and Matchbox 20 specifically, maybe Blink, and I'm not sure who else for you. I'm not, sorry, Matchbox 20, I'm not sure who else for you. Maybe Reliant K or something. Yeah, like even that. Reliant K has changed over the years, even though Reliant K was. But it's like we've pop grown pop. up with them. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a one sided relationship, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a very like, uh, parasocial. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it's like we've, we've got to watch their evolution, and we've got to be in the same time and place. As these songs, or even evolve. have the same thoughts and ideas that yeah. they're expressing in their music. We yeah. we understand it in a different way than you. If you're like going back, I love the Beatles. The Beatles yeah. are a great band. I was not there when they were recording their stuff. I don't understand Sgt. Pepper the way that people who were yeah twenty year old in nineteen sixty seven understand Sgt. Pepper. Right. Uh, so I don't have that same experience with yeah. it. And but for me, my Sergeant Pepper is take off your pants and jacket, right? Yeah. Like people who like kids, kids these days, they listen to pants off and take your jacket. Uh, pants off, off and take your jacket. Take off your pants and jacket. If you listen to that album, then what am I saying? They listen to that pants album. Pants off and take your jacket. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? That should be the remix album name. Pants off and take your jacket. <laughs> It wouldn't have the sexual oh, overtones or undertones or sexual innuendos that. I don't uh, think it's innuendo. I think it's a straight up uh, 
what's it called? Like a, a double, double meaning kind of thing? Double entendre? Double entendre. I think uh, it's exactly like, it's meant to be that way. It's not. Well, yeah, it's meant to. There's nothing but subtle about that title. It's like the South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Right. Oh. But if, if people who are either in older age groups than us don't understand Take Off Pants and Jacket or In of the State or any of those albums or Mad Season or any. Yeah. And this, people nowadays that look back on it won't understand it either. But yeah. we understand because we were there. Yeah. It's, so. And it's the same thing with like songs coming out today and certain artists that we won't get. We won't. We listen to and we're like, I don't get it. Because we're in our late 30s as these songs come out, and they're for 20-something-year-olds. But also, as you get older, it's kind of weird when you start realizing these songs that you liked when you were a kid. Like, when you were a teenager, like, oh, they really speak to me. Was written by, like, 30- and 40-year-olds. Yeah. And you don't think about it at the time, but as you become a 30- and 40-year-old, you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That's a little weird. I don't know what to say about that. Maybe not weird. Or it doesn't have to be weird. It can be... The, the meaning that the, the thing the song was written about that you didn't understand when you were a kid hearing the song now you understand because you're at that stage now you know what yeah. I mean yeah there's it doesn't have to be a weird meaning it could be you know that, something about I don't know depression or anxiety yeah. or something one of my favorite TikTok genres now is where people are talking about what songs actually meant that they didn't pay attention to when they were a kid and there are a bunch of different ones some that I actually knew what it was about like the freshman I kind of knew what it was about like oh what is that about uh, suicide oh I should have said like yeah it's about suicide I never um, I don't think I ever paid attention I'm pretty sure that's what it is I mean Adam's song. song we know what Adam's song well, Adam's song yeah it's obvious it's yeah. obvious but one that uh, you don't really Pay a, t- a lot of people would miss is a uh, slide by Goo Goo Dolls, which is about abortion. <laughs> is that what it's about? I'm pretty sure it's about either getting married or getting an abortion. I haven't heard that song in a while. Yeah, listen, to, listen to, to it, and it's like, oh, these songs are not what we thought. We thought it was a fun little pop song. No, these songs are about serious things sung in the um, major keys or whatever. Huh. I don't really. Uh, yeah. Well, see, now i got to go back and listen to Slide now. I wonder what other songs there might be that are like that. There, there are a lot of songs where you... Like, some were obvious. Like we said, Adam's song by Blink-182. They weren't being, like, subtle. They wanted you to know what that song was about. Yeah. Uh, but some songs were subtle. Yeah. And well, some Slide songs, seems like it would have been subtle. Thing, yeah. Because I, I never caught it. And, and some people, sometimes, like, with Jeremy by um, Pearl Jam, yeah. was accidentally thought to mean something that it didn't mean like if you i assume most people know this but we'll just go over real quick the music video for jeremy ends a different way than the than it was originally supposed to and i don't remember the music video so this is we should probably put a like a little content warning on this because this gets into some serious this this talks about suicidal ideations and such okay so uh jeremy is actually based on a real life person Named Jeremy, okay, who died by suicide in front of his classmates. Oh! In the music video, it shows how he's like going down the road of depression, and then at the end, he takes out a gun, and there's a blank scene, and the next thing you see is all the kids with their hands up, like no, and what you think is he is trying to kill them. But in the original music video, he takes out the gun and puts it in his own mouth. Oh. And that's how the video is supposed to end. But that was considered, at the time... Too much. Too much. Yeah. So they cut it in a way that it's about, like, 
School shooting. Yeah, it's a school shooting thing. Yeah, which Columbine is, or something. Yeah, this is early 90s. This is pre-Columbine. Yeah. Uh, so it has a very different meaning. So people who know the actual content of what Jeremy is about and the true story it's based on know that that is about a different thing that happened than if you watch the MTV played all the time music video, which makes you think it's about something totally different. Oh, See, I never, okay. Yeah. Wow. I'll go back look. I never, I never liked Pearl Jam, so I never paid attention to that song. You never liked Pearl Jam? Not really. Kind of, eh. Yeah. Eh. So, but there, there are a lot of songs that are about things that are, like, darker and than what we thought, because they were sung with upbeat yeah. style, and that's been happening for years. Like, this is not, we, we know, we talked about some 90s and early aught songs, but that's been happening since, like, the 60s. Yeah. Like... I think I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I know the Beatles had songs like that, and I know like. What about we didn't start the fire? We didn't start the fire. Why are we bringing up we didn't start the fire? What is this all about, Adam? It's twenty twenty three. Why are you talking about an eighties Billy Joel song? What? Do you, what? I don't, I don't know. Why? Why would we talk about it? Well, I think because Fallout Boy uh, has released a sequel slash remix. They say remake. Cover cover but yeah. it's really a sequel yeah it's a sequel with the same chorus of we didn't start the fire which takes place the original we didn't start the fire was the beginning of time basically or, you know civilization until 1989 when billy joel wrote it i guess yeah this new one starts in 1989 and covers through part of 2023 yeah part and not much actually of 2023 it doesn't feel like yeah I think there's a mission of Russia and Ukraine in there. Well, that doesn't mean it's 2023, though. Yeah. Russia's been in Ukraine for a while. Yeah. Uh, it's the Crimean so. and Pen Peninsula. That's what he says. Yeah, yeah, which has been going on for 10 years. Yeah. So who knows if that was rough. And also, that was 2022 is when that started. The Not war, 2023. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, the newest war, I should say. Yeah, the newest yeah. invasion. The newest war so far. Yeah. <laughs> Until so the next far. war. <laughs> This is the worst day of my life. The worst day of your life so far. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they updated the the song. It's re I really like it. People are either really liking it or really hating it. Yeah. Which I think is the idea is exactly what you want from a song. The last thing you want is people going, eh, it's okay. What you really want is people talking about it. That's yeah. what you really want. And you need people to really love it and really hate it yeah. equally. Yeah. And that's how you get people to talk about it. Yeah. It's the Super Mario movie effect. That's exactly it. Like, yeah. Shigeru Miyamoto, apparently, I didn't actually read his actual quote, but I've read, like, something saying, like, was like, yeah, if people, if it didn't get such bad reviews. Yeah, people wouldn't to go see it. People wouldn't go see it. People yeah. went to see it, and they loved it. And it gave, and now it has a possibility of being the best-selling. Animated. Well, the best-selling movie of 2023. Yeah, but it's, like, one of the top animated movies yeah, of all time. number two or three. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Depends on how you count animated movies, too. Because some people don't count the Lion King remade as animated, and other people do. Oh. So, well, let's talk about... Let's go back to but anyway, the fire. So it's like that. That's what you want. And I feel like we Fallout Boys, We Didn't Start the Fire, is really doing that, where people have passionate ideas about it. And we're passionately going to talk about it. Yeah. Because... I don't have much to say about it. I, just, yeah. I, didn't really, I really liked it. I really liked it. I, I said before, I think I said before on here... That uh, I'm glad that Fallout Boy is back to being a pop punk band again instead of being a pop electronic whatever the hell they were doing for three or four albums there. Really oh. weird for a while, but yeah. I'm glad that they're 
yeah. back to being what they're supposed to be. I, I really, I, I really loved Fallout Boy as a when I was a kid. That's what it feels like. I was a teenager. But they were no, but. Fallout Boy didn't come out to like the 2000s. We were already yeah. adults by the time Fallout Boy was out. Yeah, it feels like so long ago. And of course, one of the things I really loved about Fallout Boy is because I knew where the name came from. Uh, it's a Simpsons reference. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Radioactive Man's sidekick is Fallout Boy. I did not realize that. No. Huh. There, Simpsons have so much influence in our culture. It's wild. Yeah. Like, there's a band. There's a, not a band. There is a baseball team, or there was at least as a few years ago, Triple uh, A called or Double A called the Albuquerque Isotopes, which is what the Springfield Isotopes were going to move to right. Albuquerque to become the Albuquerque Isotopes, and they named their their oh, baseball classic. team their professional baseball team the Isotopes just because of that reference. I mean, the fans voted on it, but still, uh, it's just great to see like the references out there. And Fallout Boy is a great one too. And they, I mean, thanks for the memories. Yeah, uh, the Santa. This the same scene, scene is a race. race. Yeah, probably my favorite song of theirs. Did you like the? <laughs> I, I like the uh, the Kanye West remix of that song. I've never even heard it. It's pretty funny. Before Kanye got all weird and douchey, he was. It's a pretty funny. I think he's gone beyond weird and douchey at this point. I mean, he's straight up into. We've talked about Kanye before. Yeah. We don't need to get into all. Yeah, let's. This is. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone into evil. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. I would agree. And thankfully, he's kind of shut up for a little while. At least. Yeah. Somebody shut him up. <laughs> maybe he's gone back to the, the rehab or something, or uh, the ward or something. I don't know. Hopefully, he's getting his help that he needs. And as long as he stays out of public eye with all that craziness. Yeah. Maybe we should just say Kanye's done after what album? Should we just say, like, that was the last Kanye album, and everything since then was an imposter? <laughs> there, uh... Honestly, I think. Well, if we want to talk about Kanye's albums, I like the first three albums: the College Dropout, Late Registration, and Graduation. I liked My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So, let's just end it at Graduation, just to be. Simple. Well, that's about it. Yep. Okay. The rest of them I didn't like. I didn't like Jesus. Didn't like Life Pablo. Yeah, those were all. I didn't like Donda. Or Donda Two. So we'll say, uh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do his college albums then. Graduation. Yeah. Graduation is where Kanye ended and whatever he became began. Well, like I said, My Beautiful Dark Twins of Fantasy was really good. Yeah. And between Graduation and My Beautiful Dark Twins of Fantasy, there was the um, the Heartless album. What was that? Um, Love, yeah. Love Lockdown album. Whatever that was called. I yeah, whatever. But, let's. so that's that's what we're saying. Like, there was Kanye and then there was Racist. 808s and Heartbreaks. That was what it was called. Yeah, all right. So, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was the end of Kanye. And then, whatever Ye did after that, that's yeah. what Ye did. Yeah, Ye is <laughs> what he became, and yeah. what he became was something terrible. Yeah. So, anyway, anyway, but yeah, so I think this Fallout Boy, it's nice to see. Yeah, it's very Fallout Boy like uh, because we were listening to the Billy Joel yeah. version before we started here, just yeah. to remember like what it sounded like. And you can tell they sound like. They sound like sequels, but they also clearly one was made in the 80s and one was made in 2023, and you could tell that. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you kind of want. You don't want it to sound exactly the same when it's an updated version. It needs I think to, they did a great job. I no, think it doesn't need the electronic. Unwarranted, so. No. So, yeah. Uh, what were we going to say? Oh, I wanted to. This is something I've been wanting to do well. Concerts. We're going to talk about our favorite concerts. 
because we're on a music kick today. It's all music, even though I did mention Tears of the Kingdom. Well, we are going to get into a few other topics before the end of the show, but yeah. Oh, yeah, we do have to talk <laughs> about what else has been going on in the world. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there are things that have happened, apparently, in we the past month We didn't start half. the fire. We, it's been burning. It's always been burning since the world's been turning. <laughs> um, and Favorite it's been concerts. burning in Canada, apparently, a lot recently. Well, uh, we'll get there. Save it. We'll save it. Okay, so one of the things I wanted to talk about and this is what our last podcast is going to be but we just end up not being able to do it uh was favorite concert experiences so adam what is your favorite concert you've ever been to uh i would have to say probably i don't know maybe blink 182 and newfound glory like three days after my 18th birthday or 17th birthday. Where was I that? Think. Was that the one in Indiana? Or it was something? in Nashville. Oh, it was in Nashville. This okay. was this was the one I quit McDonald's for. Uh, did you see Blink? Who did you see? Didn't you see someone in like Indiana and your you left your lights on or something? No, that was in Nashville. That was in Nashville. Okay, I thought that was up in Indiana. Well, now I gotta tell the story. Yeah, uh, you gotta tell the story. This is a great. This is a full on. It's experience. not that. It's not that great a story. I think it's a great story. But it's anyway, probably a terrible story. Actually, I had this old 1978 um, Buick Saber. I called it the tank because it was a freaking tank. Remember that fucking car? It was like, it was enormous. So, is it brown? I'm trying to remember. It was like maroon. Yeah. Yeah, so close me enough. And, <gasps> me and uh, my late friend, so, uh, so my late, our late friend Donnie was working at uh, McDonald's when we were kids. I think we were like 17, or 16, 17, something like that. You just said it was after your 18th birthday. So, oh, I think it was my 17th. You're yeah, going yeah, yeah. back. Yeah. Well, I think the concert was my 17th birthday. Okay. Yeah, if I remember correctly. We could probably look this up. 2001. Yeah. So anyway, um, what am I getting at? So Donnie was working at McDonald's. Uh-huh. And I needed a job for the summer. You did? So I was like, it was summer Donnie, maybe I'll come work with you at McDonald's, right? So I started on August 3rd. I go in for my little job interview, right? Or no, I don't know what it was. It was a couple of days before the concert. And I was like, I need the concert. I need the, the Sunday off for the concert. What's that? FYI, you just basically told everybody when your date of birth was. I don't care. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so three days before the concert, I go to McDonald's. Donna gets me an application, felt the application. They do a little interview with me. All right, I start working that day, right? And I say, okay, but I need the day off for the concert. So it's like two days from now, whatever. And then, um, so they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So the next day I came in and I'm on the schedule to work the day of the concert. So I'm like, no, no. (laughs) So I didn't show up the the day I was supposed to work. I came back the next day after the concert and dropped off my clothes and everything. So I worked at McDonald's for like two days out of my entire life. Adam and, uh, was anti-work before that was a Reddit thread. Oh my God. I was like, I'm taking a, um, a personal day or a, what do they call it? A mental health day or something? A mental health day. I gotta, <laughs> gotta get mentally rocked out. I gotta blink. My health. <laughs> so, I mean, going to a concert is a mental health day. It sometimes. really is. So, me and Donnie go to the concert. It's a great show. Uh, this was when they just put out Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. And uh, so a lot of the songs are really new to me. So like I was learning a lot of songs for the first time going to the concert. Anyway, 
We didn't have streaming back then. You had to actually buy the CD. Yeah, we had to too. we had to go to Tower Records and buy the CD, and I bought the CD at Tower Records. I never bought anything at Tower Records until I was a, yeah. out of school. At Opry Mills. Yeah, I would buy things from uh, Media Play. Oh yeah, or Fye. Back before Fye was like a weird hipster. Yeah, box Fye lunch. is back and weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> It's like it box lunch, have, basically. It does have CDs in it, though. No, they have records. I haven't seen any CDs in there. I thought I saw CDs in I've there. I've seen some like generic, it's like the generic Barnes & Noble type records. Like, here's Olivia Rodrigo, and here's Taylor Swift, and that's pretty much our whole selection. Yeah, oh, and occasionally <laughs> you get like, here's a re, here's the Beatles. Here's a repressed ACDC, like yeah, thousand cl- copies of. <laughs> yeah, clearly uh, new, uh, new versions of these things. But, so anyway, when we got to the concert, we had to park in the grass because it was at an outside amphitheater. So we parked in the grass. I parked my tank in the grass. And, uh, <laughs> the actual basically, tank. I think it was sunk into the ground, too. So me and Donnie go in. We're at the concert. They, they played Damn It for the, um, for the encore song. We head out. We're going out to the, to the car. I sit in the car. <laughs> and I'm trying to start the car. The car is not starting. I left the headlights on. I killed the battery. We're there for like 30 minutes trying to figure out if anybody can give us a jump. Finally, one of the people, one of like the, the security people in the little golf carts that they got driving around, like they had jumper cables, so they gave us a jump and we got out of there and I got Donnie home and I think we got back at like one o'clock in the morning or something like that. But it was a very memorable experience. Oh. I know it wasn't the first time somebody's ever like, you know, left their lights on and... Yeah. But it was a fun, it was an interesting, or uh, at least memorable experience. But yeah, that was my favorite concert. Um, they had, Blink had that, um, the big sign uh, on their stage, the big fuck sign. It's just the word fuck and, a, and it's on fire. The flaming fuck sign that they, they've they've had throughout the years. They've always had the flaming fuck sign until recently. But um, so yeah, that's the uh, my favorite concert. And I've been to a few dozen concerts probably thousands not thousands but maybe a hundred or so concerts I don't know yeah what's your favorite concert experience so I want to talk about three concert experiences okay because that's what I this was the whole thing was prompted about two of the greatest things that have ever happened at a concert that was not music related yeah and uh, my greatest concert I'll get to that so one I want to tell you the the most cool thing and the funniest thing so I go to, I think it was called the Summerfest or Summerland Tour, which was like Everclear and Sugar Ray uh, did this tour years ago where they would go I around. That tour. Yeah, I remember yeah. that tour, yeah. And so it was, it was at, uh, it had Lit, uh, Marcy Playground, and I think Jen Blossoms. Jeez, okay. And Sugar Ray and then Everclear. They were co-headliners. I don't know who went first on this particular show. But yeah, that was the five bands that were playing this. So we went to this concert. And we're up in the, we're, we're in an arena. And we're up in the big, in the seats way up. Because we didn't get like good tickets. We got them late. And it was cheap. <laughs> it's not like, the, this was, it, it was a nostalgia thing. It was like 2010 or 2011 or so. So it was 10 years after all these bands had hit their peak. Right. So none of them were super famous. So there was this annoying guy that every time one of the bands would get on and they would be playing like their new stuff or their stuff nobody had heard. Because every, all of the bands were known for like one to three songs. Right. right. 
Right, like, right, right. I think I can name four Gin Blossom songs, and I have one of There's their CDs. There's one I can name. Uh, and Lit, I know two songs, but everybody knows the one. Um, yeah, there's Miserable and uh, My Own Worst Enemy. Those are the ones yeah. that I know. And I love Ziploc, but nobody cares about Ziploc. Okay. Um, it's like Eve 6 is the same way. There's like three Eve 6 songs I know, and that's it. Yeah. So. Here's to the Night. Inside Out. Inside Out, thank you. Yep. And, but so they're playing their songs, and there's this annoying guy. Uh, every, there five, like four bands played, and he goes, Play the good songs. <laughs> every time to every band, <laughs> play the good songs. And it was so annoying because he'd do this every once in a while. And then they'd play their hit. And, yeah! Yeah. and then it would be the next band. Play the good songs. Yeah. And so when Sugar Ray is performing, part of their performance, they bring someone on stage. A guy and his girlfriend. And he proposes. And she says yes. And this is this big deal. You know, it was this big setup. And everyone's cheering. And then that guy, that annoying guy, goes, play the good proposals. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the best self-own ever. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's like, we've been going on for like two hours of this. And he finally just goes, play the good proposals. And it was like the funniest thing ever. It's like, you have been redeemed, sir. It's pretty good. You were annoying and now it was all worth it because if you hadn't done that, this would have sucked. Oh my God. And I don't know if anybody else had the experience. Like it was in a section. So not everybody heard it. Only a small group of people right, heard right. it. So that was, right. that's the funniest thing, non-music thing I've ever heard at a concert. Mm. Um, What's the best concert you've ever been to? Best concert I've ever been to is, uh, well, I'm going to tell my other story. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've got multiple stories. I've been to about a hundred concerts or so. I've got as well. a few stories, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, what do you, do you want to tell one of your stories? funny things that have happened or fun things or great things no not really <laughs> all right i will say all right i have this friend uh he he he, he goes by i call him glenn dizzle i'll just say that he's a good friend of mine from the, from my anyway so me and glenn dizzle went to this really obscure christian rock concert in Virginia one time called the C-Spot Rock Tour. Do you know about the C-Spot Rock Tour? No, but okay. this sounds, C-Spot sounds like something sexual. No, it, <laughs> no it's, not, it's not that. I know. It's, but it was the C-Spot Rock Tour. I think it was like 2002, 2003, something like that. So me and Glenn Dizzle go and uh, it's, who is it? It's Grits. Okay. Skillet. Okay. 12 Stones. And who else? Grits, Skillet, Twelve Stones, and somebody else. I can't remember who. Probably some Tooth and Nails band is what it sounds like. Pillar. It was Pillar. I don't know. It was Skillet, Pillar, Twelve Stones, and and Grits. No. So if you don't know who these bands are, just assume rap and uh, more heavier Christian rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Grits is rap. But, uh... The, the reason it was so funny is because if you know Glenn, he's one of the most quiet, conservative, just reserved people that you ever met, right? But at that concert with Skillet and Pillar, just which are relatively heavy. Yeah. This is like early Skillet and early Pillar. Yeah, too. this is like this isn't this is before Comatose, before all that yeah. other stuff. You have to see. Is there a band we can compare them to that most people would know? 
Or like the Christian versions of Lincoln Park, more or less. Yeah, that's probably like a good early version. Lincoln Park. Yeah, early Lincoln Park. Yeah, but uh, he's he's going ham. Is that can I say that? Can I say ham? Yeah, he's like, going ham in the mosh pit over there. <laughs> he's just bouncing off people. He's just rocking out. Like I'm, I got a little table over. It's at a venue where like it's open seating, but there are like a few tables on the side you can sit if you if you're like old and bored. Of course, I was like twenty something. I was like fucking. I'm not gonna sit at the side. So I was sitting on the side, I was like hitting on some chick or whatever. And he is just in the mosh pit, just just rocking out. It was insane. It was like the most that the the most um obvious departure from from personality I've ever seen someone take. It was it's imagine if Donnie were to get in the mosh pit. Oh my god. It's like it's like that. <laughs> it was it was insane but also very funny and, and very good and the concert was not bad either Grits was interesting live it's one of the only rap groups I've seen live but it was yeah. um, I've seen Grits live too yeah so alright that's my other favorite concert experience now okay. I'm doing, and I got to mention the most obscure Christian rock concert I've ever been to So that is pretty obscure I mean I've been to Wayfest but Wayfest is like pop Christians yeah Wayfest like, is like worship like yeah, third you, day yeah and, third day headlined one of them Jars of Clay headlined another one yeah back when Jars of Clay was allowed to be in Christian spaces oh yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe someday we'll talk about why they got kicked out of Christian spaces maybe later go yeah. ahead with your concert but uh so the second concert, it was Live on the Green, which is um, a free concert that happens, or happened. Yeah. <laughs> happened, I guess. Used to happened. be a thing. Yeah, I don't, it might be a thing in the future, but right now, I'm going to say no. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not involved in it, but it would happen. It was outdoor live concert, and we were seeing Dawes, which okay. I just had to explain who Dawes was to Adam earlier. I don't know who Dawes is. Bro, yeah. bro folk country music. Yeah, bro folk country music is what Adam calls a, a, <laughs> They're more pop Americana, I would right. say, and um, not not quite. Bro Sorry, bro folk Americana music. Yeah, uh, but, but there are some bro Americana groups that are bro folk country music too. Like, okay, like I mean, Willie Nelson would probably be considered in the bro folk country music. No, Willie Nelson's outlaw outlaw country. Outlaw country. Yeah. Now, anyway, anyway, so we're at this Dawes, Dawes show, yeah. and so Dawes has like one super big hit that everybody knows. Uh, well, it's not, I mean, it's not a super big hit. I don't even think, I know if it's their biggest hit, but it's a song that every, everybody really likes. It's called All Your Favorite Bands. Okay. And it is probably one of the best songs that I've ever heard. Um, best songs from the 2010s and what its content is. So they're getting to the end of their set, and people are filing out because it's like nearly 11, and people always file out at the end of sets unless you're like really into the band at Live on the Green. That's the way it's always been, always, no matter who the band was. Uh, so there, there's a little bit of opening and we're all listening and we're having fun and we're going to listen to the end and we're like, uh, and I was thinking, I hope they play all your favorite bands, right? Cause that's my favorite song of theirs. Uh, uh, and there are some people in front of us and then they play, they start off with all your favorite bands, which if you know the song, you know, the opening chords, like any other song and the guy in front of us that was just by himself, he just turns around in such joy and just like gets on his knees like, yes. And I was with a friend and we were just like looking at each other like that person is in it. <laughs> that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. He was just like such enthusiastic joy. He had to get on his knees because of this song. And I've never felt that way about a song. 
but I was really glad I got to see someone else hear a song live and it meant that much to them. And it's like the greatest thing I've ever seen at a concert. I've seen mm. hundreds of bands play, maybe maybe like several hundred bands probably at this point play. Yeah. And I've never seen anyone get that into a song. And it's just so cool to see every once in a while where you see somebody really get into it. And then he turned around, got back up and, you know, did the song thing. But just this idea of this exuberant joy that just took, brought him to his knees. It'll probably be like that for me. You know, we go see Blink-182 in a couple of weeks. <laughs> where That's you just how it'll be. Hear that, hear that. You might not even know which song it is. If he plays, if they play fucking Not Now, I'll be all over it. I'll be like, yes, this is, this. Not Now is like the uh, uh, magnum opus Blink song. I, it's going to be interesting seeing you go to uh, see you go to Blink. Like we're going together here in yeah. two weeks or so. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, it's going to be interesting because the last time I saw you go all out for a band was the first time we saw Matchbox Twenty back in two thousand two, and you were like yelling the lyrics, and I was like, I do not know who this person yeah. is. Got, not as not as much as you and Glenn, but uh, but, no. but it was just like, whoa, this is a different Adam because Adam's also kind of reserved too and I am you won't catch me in a fucking mosh pit I promise you no. that no. He's, he's the type of guy that's got his hands crossed you know what I'm talking about where he has his hand on his watch just sitting back there looking around like yeah that's Adam I except mean, he doesn't whenever do I go to have, like when I went to I got to, whenever I go to heavier band concerts I normally just kind of stand in the back and just kind of watch it's kind of fun that people watch too to see how people like interact with one another oh. but like I'm going to go in two days to less than Jake uh Less than Jake and the Pink Spiders, as a matter of fact. Wow, I did not know the Pink Spiders were still a thing. They are. Deces is definitely not in it, but yeah. um, if you don't, all right, so Pink Spiders uh, used to. So Pink Spiders is like a, a sort of pop punk power pop band from like the mid two thousands. The was he the bass player? Used to be a guy that we, we went to we went to high school with named Jonathan Deces. I don't think he'd have any problem with saying that. It's on the internet, but um, so. We went to high school with them, and they had some sort of falling out. I'm not sure what all happened, drama yeah. or whatever. But that band disappeared for a little while, and now they've kind of come back. They just put an album out, or they have a new album coming out. I'm not sure which. It may be out already, but I haven't heard it yet. I've heard a couple of singles from it, but um, so they're with Less Than Jake, uh, and they're on. They just signed to Epitaph Records. No, not Epitaph. One of the kind of pop punk or maybe pure noise I forget one of the kind of pop punk um, record labels that some of the other bands are on but it'd be good to see Less Than less than Jake they're one of the like mid 2000s or, or late 90s bands I, I like a lot they're kind of a bit, a bit more ska kind of like your 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 mainstream Five Iron Frenzy I guess you could say oh. yeah just to give you a little bit of yeah. reference but uh, m- most surprising show you've ever been to like a band that just blew you away that you didn't know anything really about. And you're like, oh, this is a really good band. Uh, I think when we went to go see Need to Breathe at the Ryman, he had an opener, Ben Rector. You know. Yeah, I'm shocked. Like, I did not realize Ben Rector was the opener. <laughs> yeah. I liked him a lot. I bought, his, I bought like two of his CDs at that concert. That was like 2013 or 12 yeah, or something was... like that. Anyway, I liked him a lot. I'm trying to think of like, I'm trying to think of like bands were like, I didn't know anything about them prior to going into the concert, and I want came out liking them after the fact. I'm trying to think of who that who else that oh. may be. Newfound Glory was one of them back in the late, early early 2000s. The first time I saw Newfound Glory, um, that was with Blink 182. Uh, 
I can list off a few. I did come out hating bands afterwards too, like Matt and Kim, because I saw uh, when, when we went to Indiana, me and Donnie to go see Blink and, and My Chemical Romance. Matt and Kim was their opener, and I hated Matt and Kim. So yeah, uh, see, I got to see Matt and Kim in one of the best experiences. It was also a live on the green experience. They were. It was Matt and Kim went into Jimmy World. Okay. So it's like one of my favorite because it was two very different vibes, but it, the crowd was up. Matt and Kim really got the crowd up. They had these giant beach balls. I remember one time I was with one of my one of my friends. He and I always went to concerts together. Uh, like live on the green together and we got separated like the whole place became a mosh pit and we got separated and somehow ended up right beside each other i lost my glasses and found them during all this wildness and it was like what the heck is this i'm mid-30s and it was like that was the coolest thing i've ever done and then of course it went into jimmy world which was they're just a good band yeah they're just such a good band when they played like uh, sweetness. I was like, oh, I forgot about this song. I forgot about that song for like 20 years. Here's a fun fact. When Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 got married, the band that played his wedding was Jimmy Eat World. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Were they famous? <laughs> yeah, it was after okay, the middle. Okay. It was I after was like, the middle was out. Yeah. It was after, what was that, Bleed American, that, that album? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun fact for you. Some, such a good band. If you ever get a chance to see Jimmy Eat World, you should see him at least We one. have a chance to see Jimmy Eat World. I've seen Jimmy Eat World, though. But we, I haven't, so we need to you fucking... You need to go see him. Yeah. No, not you. We need to go okay, see Okay, we'll him. talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... I'm trying to convince... Of the, the slew of concerts I named off earlier, I'm trying to convince for us to, to go to yeah. those. Uh, Otherwise, I'll just go alone. I don't give a shit. Bands that I saw that blew me away, I knew nothing about The Lone Bellow, which is on my top t- top of 2022. Who? 2023 list. The Lone Bellow. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, and another band, which I did know a little bit of their music, but I didn't know their style, was Judah and the Lion. I'm liking them a lot more recently. Yeah. I went to see them. So uh, we were like, we were going to see Avent Brothers at a uh, festival. And Judah and the Line was the band that played before them. So we were getting clo- up front, like, so we could see the Avent Brothers, because my fr- I'm a big Avent Brothers fan. Bro folk. Yeah, bro folk. Bro, bro country. Bro folk country, if sure. you're in your subcategory, how you would say that. <laughs> uh, bro folk country with Christian themes. Need Avent to breathe. Brothers? Like, Avent Brothers have Christian themes in their stuff. Really? Yeah. Are they Christians? I don't know. But they have Christian themes. Okay. Um, Need a Breathe-esque. Yeah, okay. Not as Christian as Need a Breathe. They're not a Christian band, but they do have some, you know, stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so we were, we Jude and Lion, and someone was like, yeah, this place is about to get rowdy. And I was like, what the heck are they talking about? Because uh, I didn't, I knew a little bit, like I knew one song of theirs. I think I knew uh, Take It All Back. Yeah, okay. So I knew that song, and yeah. I, I didn't realize at the time, but I had heard Suit and Jacket yeah. before, and I didn't know that was them. And then they get up there, and it's like banjo music, except mosh pit banjo music is what it felt yeah. like. Like, the whole place just went wild, and it was loud, and it was banjos, and it was like, not rapping, but whatever folk people, the folk rap that happens, you know, that type of stuff is what it felt like, and just, like, screaming and and singing, and it was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and it was perfect. And I got more into Jude in the Line after that, and that was, yeah. like, 2018. See? Yeah. 
Yeah, concerts opening up to people. I think there's uh, of any other bands that I've gotten into after. Red Hot Chili Peppers I got out of after seeing them live. Yeah, I don't think I'd be into them. They were not good. I've never liked them. At the show I saw That's them. how I felt about P.O.D. when I saw P.O.D. live. I was like, they suck. <laughs> Who was it? I'm trying to think of other bands that I was just like, this is not a good band. I, the first time I saw Everclear, I think I've seen them twice. Yeah. I did not like it. it was They were opening for Matchbox 20. Yeah. And it was very loud and I couldn't hear what was going on, and <clears throat> yeah. it's okay to, if you do loud music, yeah, but it just felt like their music was louder than their voice, and I couldn't hear their songs, like, and they had, like, really important, like, they, the lyrics of their songs. Well, that's how it was when we, were, when we had to go see uh, Matchbox 20 with, who was it, the Black Crows or something like that? Counting Crows? Counting Crows. That was terrible. They were oh. terrible. I didn't like the Counting Crows during that, sh- no. during that show. And then... We saw Matchbox 20 with Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray was actually pretty good in that show. I think they were good. You were not there. I wasn't at that one. You weren't at that one. No. Never mind. And I think it was American Hi-Fi was the opener. That. That's a strange Was it American collection. Hi-Fi? I believe it was American Hi-Fi. Was the, American Hi-Fi with who? Sugar Ray? And, and then Matchbox 20. I don't think American Hi-Fi. They were the opener opener. So they only played like a 30 minute, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was early days. I don't even know if they were that famous yet. I mean, they, they had that Flavor of the Week song back in, like, yeah. 2000. But that, so, was yeah, that was Yeah. We saw Lifehouse before, Life at one show before Lifehouse had their second hit, You and Me. Yeah. That was back Hanging on a Moment or whatever. Was Hanging, there by, only... Hanging by a Moment, yeah. Yeah. And then they had a bigger song come out after that. Yeah. A wedding song, basically. Yeah. You and me. We don't need to sing it. I got country fight. Okay. Yeah. My favorite, I never said it, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but my favorite concert I've ever seen was Paul McCartney at Bonnaroo 2013. All right. So we're going to wrap all that up. It yeah. was a lot to get yeah. through. So Yeah. I mean, it was a very music filled day today and uh, yeah. we've got more stuff we want to talk about, which I guess uh, we'll have to do another podcast soon. Come back maybe, tomorrow. Maybe, maybe we'll do it uh, before uh, uh, August 2025. Possibly. We'll see. Don't get your hopes up. Anyway, I've been Jess. I've been Adam. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Life is not written down. We change. We grow. We make mistakes. We learn. And eventually, we fade away. Life is written in pencil. Thank you for listening to the In Pencil Podcast.